Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Retirement Planning Show with host Dave Kopak in the financial services business for over 35 years. The Retirement Planning Group LLC is a registered investment advisor. David M. Kopak is also a registered representative of Persh Kaplan Sterling Investments Incorporated, PKS. In their separate capacities, a registered representative of PKS, David M. Kopak may recommend the implementation of securities through PKS instead of Retirement Planning Group LLC. Persh Kaplan Sterling Investments and Retirement Planning Group LLC are not affiliated companies. Now it's time for the Retirement Planning Show on WGY. Hello and welcome to the Retirement Planning Show. My name is J.T. Cox, Wealth Advisor with the Retirement Planning Group. We are here every week to discuss retirement planning strategies, help educate folks as they make that transition from the working years into the retirement years and what that transition looks like. We spend a lot of time focusing on financial planning, creating a financial plan specifically around retirement. So we discuss investment management, retirement income distribution, asset protection, and ultimately the legacy that you wish to leave your loved ones. If you want to sit down and have a chat with us, you can give us a call at 518-580-1919. Again, that's 518-580-1919. We're happy to meet with you in our Malta office on Route 9 between exits 12 and 13 right next to the right tomato. Now, joining me this week, I'm very excited. We have a special guest, uh, Christopher Rosenhagen from, uh, did I get that right? Not exactly. Ron no. Shagan, but. I, I failed that one immediately. <laughs> so we've got Chris Ron Shagan. Is that what, right? That's good. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll get better at that. Uh, he's joining us from uh, Jers Montgomery. Jers Montgomery is one of our strategic partners that we utilize on the insurance and protection side. So as we sit down with clients and we analyze their situation and come up with a financial plan for them, there's many times we find a need for either asset protection, accumulation vehicles, distribution vehicles, or ultimately legacy planning. And Christopher and his team are who we utilize for that. So with that, Chris, I'd like to just introduce you and uh, have you take a moment to talk about yourself, your background, and uh, your company. Absolutely. Thank you, JT. And I'm happy to be here as well. Um, so real quick, I've been in this space for roughly about 20 years. And our firm, Jers Montgomery Brokerage, we work very closely with firms like yourself. And our role is really to focus on the annuity, life insurance, long-term care, and disability insurance space. So you as the financial advisor can access the entire market. So our role here is we have contracts with all the major insurance companies out there. And it's our job to make sure that we're finding the right fit for every individual client. Every client has their own needs, their own background, et cetera. And it's a lot to manage, quite honestly. And that, yeah. that's where we come in to allow you to be as independent as you possibly can be and give the best advice you can to your clients. I love that. And that's one of the things we stress all the time on this radio show is our independence and and how we want to act in a capacity that's really giving you the best option for you in order for us to do it rather than us calling every single insurance company out there. You know, Christopher and his team are great because we go to them, we provide them with the fact pattern, they go out and they go to the different brokers and carriers and then come back, or the different carriers, excuse me, and then come back to us and then we sit down and evaluate together what the best options are for that particular client. 
Yeah, quite honestly, it, it, there's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. There's uh, roughly 40, 50 different companies we're working with at any wow. given time. And, you know, you already have a lot on your plate. Yep. And so if we can help be a uh, subject matter expert in, in this part of it, that's really what we're here to be for. Um, we, you know, we also get involved with the client as well as on an as needed basis, whether it's a zoom meeting or a call, as some of these things come up, you know, we, we really are, we're here to partner with you through the whole process. Fantastic. And, and so that provides a really nice background, Chris, and I'm excited to have you on today because there's been a lot of discussions recently on legacy planning, which we're going to talk about income planning, what that we're going to discuss today, asset protection, um, and, and many different topics and vehicles available on the insurance side. And so what I want to do, Chris, is kind of spend some time talking about each of these different vehicles and, and what's available to folks out there and frame up who's utilizing them, when they're utilizing them, why they might make sense for some individuals, and also maybe why they wouldn't make sense for others. Because it's important that when we make a recommendation, again, this isn't suitable for everyone who's listening out there. So we want to be very clear in, uh, when we meet with a client, if it makes sense for them and their situation, we're going to talk about it. And if it doesn't, we're going to discuss why it doesn't. So Chris, with that, let's uh, start get talking about some of the different uh, vehicles available and let's start on the accumulation side. So for folks out there who, you know, the stock market, we all know what's taking place in the stock market and the bond market this year. It's just been a, an extremely difficult year for investors with stocks dropping, bond market dropping, inflation taking place. You're still not seeing much in terms of interest as far as at the bank, CD rates and things like that. But there is one area that we've been able to utilize and we've seen a lot of activity in this space. And that is fixed guaranteed rates and guaranteed rate annuities. Uh, we've seen a lot of folks come to that, come to the table and are very interested because as interest rates go up, some of those rates become more attractive. So can you take a couple moments here, Chris, and just talked about fixed annuities at a high level and what's going on with those? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to start with talking about uh, what we would consider multi-year guaranteed annuities. And you're absolutely right. It's been a long time since we've been able to talk about rates that are quite honestly very attractive to to the average client out there. And you know, it, it's there's no secret. It's because we were in such a low interest rate environment for so long, for really the past you know 15 or so years, give or take. Now, as we're seeing mortgage rates increase, we're seeing uh, government rates increases. That's making its way into the fixed annuity space as well. So, you know, in the state of New York, uh, for clients that are looking at these types of products, you know, we're looking in the mid, sometimes high three percent range, which. Uh-huh. You know, sure, maybe it's not going to keep up with inflation right now in the short term, but it's still certainly better than we're seeing out there in savings accounts and CDs and what have you. And it can be a very viable part of a portfolio for a client. As you mentioned, there's so much other volatility going on out there. Absolutely. And and we've gotten a number of phone calls, both on different radio shows that we've done and at our office uh, for folks who are interested in this because, yeah, 3.3% or 3. Point whatever the numbers are, you know, maybe we're not dancing in the streets, but we're also not down. <laughs> you know, these are risk-free, basically, uh, vehicles that allow us to take, take some dollars, set them aside and say, okay, we know for this period of time. And one of the popular products for us is the three-year fixed annuity. So basically what we do is we take out a portion of dollars, we purchase a three-year annuity with that, we know what the interest rate's going to, that we're going to receive for the next three years, um, and we know that at the end of that three years, the principal and the interest is going to be available to the individuals. And so we've seen a lot of folks say, I'm very happy, JT, to carve out some money and, and get 3.3%. And if we compare that to six months ago, you probably know the numbers better than I do. I wasn't having those conversations. No, no. They've, they've been increasing 
like a lot of rates in the market right now. They've been increasing at a uh, at a pretty fast rate. Mm-hmm. Um, where they go from here, no one really knows. But there's there's kind of this these numbers. You, you hit three percent, all of a sudden people get very excited about it. Yep. Maybe it's going to happen again at four percent. I don't know what the future holds. At two percent, it, it really wasn't as much of a conversation. So I, I do think. We're certainly seeing in our end a lot more interest in this and a lot more uh, a lot more activity at the carriers, even to the point that some of the insurance companies are you know, getting flooded with these applications and <laughs> you know maybe taking a little bit longer to turn some of them around. But at the end of the day, it's uh, they're they're popular for a reason. I believe it, and we're seeing it. We're we're getting phone calls from folks who are interested in these vehicles. Uh, again, these are dollars that you want to say. I don't want to take any risk. So these either can be dollars that have been sitting at the bank in a savings account and still aren't earning any interest. Again, these are dollars that you don't want these dollars to be dollars that you need tomorrow. These are dollars you have to be comfortable setting aside for yep. a period of time. And and if you're comfortable with that, you know, and again, what we're big believers in is carve out a portion of assets and say, these are the dollars that are going to be safe. We're going to guarantee you this three. And I think 3% is the magic number. You know, I think three and three. If you can get 3% for three years, that's a good number right there. Um, and so that's how we've utilized these vehicles for individuals. And, and again, we're getting a lot of traction in this space. Maybe rates will continue to increase. And if so, that's fantastic. But, you know, I, I think once you hit 3%, it becomes attractive. Yeah. So those are good savings vehicles. And there's also those are also offered at four-year increments, five-year increments. And as you go, you do start to see some higher interest rates. I don't know what the numbers are at five years. Have you gotten – I think that's like 3.5 or 3.7%. That Yeah, it, you're, you're pretty much spot on. And yeah. they vary a little bit based on the different companies. And I'm sure you're, you're probably alluding to this and you're about to get to this as well. But, you know, there is uh, – there is question about, okay, you can pick up a little bit of an extra rate, but you're also tying up your money for that much longer. And right. So it comes back to the financial plan, all yep. the other goals of the client, and what makes the most sense at the end of the day. Exactly. And so we've utilized really the three years been more popular for, for the clients that we've talked to, spoken to. And the other thing that we've utilized in the past is if a client says, well, I've got some money now, uh, but you know, if interest rates go up and it's 4% in six months, geez, that would be nice. So we've said, well, maybe there's an opportunity to ladder or create layers here where we buy a three-year now with some dollars, wait six months, see what happens with the rates, and then buy another one then. This way, if rates continue to increase and they get up to even more attractive numbers, great, you can buy in and get a higher number. If they stay flat, then you just you know get the same number. And if they go down, okay, then you, you get a little bit lower. I don't think they're going to go down too much. Again, who knows? We can't tell the future. Uh, but that's another strategy that we've utilized. Yeah, in a way, it's 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 almost like dollar cost averaging into the market, right? Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen with future rates. Mm-hmm. We know what the rates are today. Yep. So do you want to kind of spread that out a little bit? And I think it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, the one thing I'll say there is some of these annuity rates are tied to certain amounts. Whereas if you put in this amount of money, you're going to get this rate. If you're going to put in this amount of money, you're going to get 10, 20 basis points more. Yep. So obviously work that into the, these laddering approaches. But again, that, that's that's where you come in. That's when you sit down across the table from the client and see what makes the most sense. Absolutely. And that's a great point. You know, That's something that's really important to consider. And as we look at that, your company does a very good job layering out, okay, this is if you put this much money in, and usually $100,000 is kind of the break-even yep. um, around that. So again, that's another factor to consider. So with that, this is a nice accumulation vehicle for dollars that you want to set aside. You want to make some money. You don't want to take on risk. Maybe there's other buckets of money that you have where are allocated more towards risk, but this is something that's going to be on the safer side. You're going to have fixed guaranteed interest for a period of time. 
and you're comfortable setting those dollars aside. Now, I think sometimes you can get access to those dollars, the interest. And I think a lot of the vehicles, you can get like 10% of the principal each year. Does that... That's right. And um, I mean, that can be that can be a factor with a three-year. Obviously, it probably becomes more of a factor as we start talking five and seven-year annuities because, quite frankly, we, we don't know what the future holds a lot. Right. But you're absolutely right. Some products might be interest only. Mm-hmm. So you can pull back that 3.3% or, or whatever yep. it might be per year. Some are 10%. So you can actually pull more than yep. just the interest you're earning. Um, and again, just depends on really what, what you need the money for. And if that kind of flexibility is important, you know, we make sure that we find that feature in the annuity that we're recommending. Yeah. And a quick example of that, we had a client a few years ago. Um, and what they did is they had a bucket of money. Uh, their grandson was going to be going to college in two years. They didn't want to risk the money. They wanted to get some kind of rate of return. And we were able to determine that, okay, if we put the money in now, you have to wait a full year. Then the, for this vehicle itself, you could access 10% plus the interest. So they access that, and that's what they used to make the first payment for college for the first year. And then they did it again the second year, and they made the second payment. And then at the third year, they did the third payment. So they structured it specifically. So, again, this was designed specifically to utilize money for college. They didn't want to risk those dollars in the market because, God forbid, you put money in and it's worth you know three quarters as much as it is. You know, that's That's not something you want to do. So this was a great way to utilize this vehicle, pay for college, get some rate of return, and still access those dollars. So with fixed annuities, again, folks, we've we've spent some time on them, and I know we've talked about them on, on, talked about them on the radio before. But the reason we've done it is because they're really uh, a valuable option right now, a viable option right now for folks who don't want to take risk on, especially in the current marketplace that we're in. So if you want to sit down and go over, you know, your specific plan and see if this makes sense for you, I do encourage you to give us a call. 518-580-1919. Again, that's 518-580-1919. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to uh, discuss other vehicles that can be utilized and what makes sense for accumulation vehicles, for distribution, uh, protection, and ultimately legacy. We'll be back in a moment. And we're back. This is the Retirement Planning Show. My name is J.T. Cox, Wealth Advisor with the Retirement Planning Group. Joined today by Chris Rosenshagen. We'll try it again next time. Ron Shagan. Ron Shagan. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this one. I apologize. We got a couple more segments, so we'll get Ron there. Shagan, right? You got it. Ron Shagan. Okay. I will get this, I promise. Uh, from Jers Montgomery, he's a strategic partner of ours. Uh, we utilize Chris quite a bit um, when it comes to uh, analyzing different insurance vehicles out there. Um, so Chris partners with us, and he actually joined us from Massachusetts. So we appreciate you, appreciate you coming in today, Chris, and spend some, some time talking about different insurance vehicles that are out there, how they're being utilized, and what might make sense or what might not make sense for different individuals. So in the first segment, we talked a lot about fixed annuities, uh, accumulation vehicles that don't have risk. So we set some dollars aside and we get some growth. Now what I want to do is transition and talk about Income annuities. These are dollars that you you put money into this vehicle, a lump sum, and then this insurance company is going to provide a payment to you over a period of time. It could be your lifetime. It could be a certain period of time. It could start right away. It could start in the future. And so what we've done with these in the past is you're basically setting up a pension for yourself. It's a self-funded pension. The idea being I want to take some dollars, set them into a vehicle, have some baseline income coming in where I don't have to worry about the stock market, the bond market, what's going on in Russia or Washington or anywhere else. And I know that I can count on some income coming in. 
So Chris, let's take some time today and talk about both these vehicles at a high level and also what's taking place with the interest rates and how that's impacting these different vehicles. And let's start with a single premium income annuity, which is also known as a SPIA. Can you talk a little bit about a SPIA, what it does and, and how that works? Sure. So a SPIA is just that. You you put in a single premium today and it's going to kick off a guaranteed income for the rest of your life. Or if you're a married couple, the rest of your joint life. Mm-hmm. You can also have it be for you the rest of your life, but a minimum of 10, 15, 20 years. There's all these different iterations you can have. The idea being is that you're going to put aside this chunk of money to make sure to guarantee that you will never outlive it. So mm-hmm. if we think about those expenses that we're just always going to have, let's just make sure we can't outlive it. And mm-hmm. it's going to then give you some freedom on how you handle the distributions for your your stock portfolios, your qualified plans, and things like that. And just like the, the multi-year guaranteed annuities on the accumulation side we were just talking about, these two have seen an increase in the rates. They're, mm-hmm. they're the, the same type of product. Yep. The difference is, is these are not advertised or quoted by rate. It's quoted by how much money you can get back. If I put in $100,000 today, how much money per month does that mean to me? Yep. And that number is what's significantly higher than it was even just six months ago. And I've seen that. We've run some quotes for, for some different individuals who have been looking for these vehicles. And and again, six months ago, similar to the fixed annuities, it, it was a difficult conversation or maybe it didn't make sense for that individual. Whereas now, as the rates have started to increase, you're starting to see some pretty attractive options. And, and what I love, Chris, that you talked about is sort of a, a certain level of income. We call it baseline. Baseline income, knowing, okay, between my income annuity that's going to be coming in and maybe some social security that I have coming in, I know I can guarantee this level of dollars coming in. If my baseline income meets my baseline expenses, mortgage, car payment, things like that, you can check those off. Then you use your remaining dollars to fund other things, vacations, if an emergency pops up, going out to dinner, whatever it might be. So I love, you know, we're big believers in baseline income, and and this is a nice vehicle that is becoming more attractive as interest rates go up. Now, there's other types of these income annuities, and one is a deferred income annuity. Can you spend a little bit of time talking about that, Chris? Absolutely. And it's it's really the same type of vehicle, but instead of it kicking off immediately where you put in X number of dollars and your first annuity payment comes typically 30 days from now, the deferred income annuity means you can put it off maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe five years. You're going to earn an interest rate while mm-hmm. that time period goes. But of course, now you're accessing your money a little bit later. It's accrued and that income payment is higher. So for, for folks at different stages, maybe they're they're a couple years away from retirement. Yep. They can utilize one of these types of products to lock in today's rates. And again, kind of going back to what we were saying before when we used our dollar cost averaging example with the multi-year guaranteed annuities. The same can apply here. Yep. We want to lock in some right now. We want to maybe wait a few months and kind of see what happens. Maybe lock in a little more and so you can kind of take this as a whole strategic approach yep. versus just locking in everything right now for better or worse. And, and this is really valuable. I, I think you hit the nail on the head for those individuals that are a few years out from retirement. We meet with many folks and we encourage people to come see us five years before retirement so we can start to position your your dollars appropriately and, and you know, create different buckets of money, which we're big believers of. And in this type of vehicle, we might carve out a portion and say, okay, we're going to use these dollars. We're going to create an income stream for you for life. We're not going to turn it on until you retire, 
So if you retire in two years, three years, we'll be able to have those dollars grow during that time. And then it's going to become an income that you cannot live. And again, as you mentioned earlier, Chris, I think these can also be on a joint life as well, correct? That's right. Yep. So if you're a husband and wife, you want to make sure both are covered. You know, this is a great vehicle to help create that baseline income. And again, I'm going to reiterate to Chris's point, this is becoming more attractive now as interest rates start to increase. Then the third one that we've utilized in the past is, uh, I guess, like a period certain or something. Would you call that, Chris? What, what would you call the third one? Exactly that. Yep. And it, it's, first of all, you can put a period certain on either one of these income annuities. So one, one of the objections that someone might have to putting in, say, $100,000 and having that kicking off an income stream, well, what if what if I, I don't live past a couple of years, I don't get my money back? You can put on what's called a period certain or even a refund just to make sure that somebody gets paid all that money. So again, it goes back to the original conversation. You are guaranteed to at least get this money back. Yep. You could get significantly more than that, obviously, sure. should you live a long life. Uh, on the same token, you can buy just a period certain annuity. Okay. So for instance, maybe you don't, you're not as concerned about outliving the income. You're more concerned about a finite short-term need. It might be bridging the gap until you reach that maximum Social Security age, yeah. where say you retire at 60, you want to wait until 70 before you turn on Social Security. You can have a 10-year guaranteed income to help bridge that gap. You might even also have different obligations that you might be looking at going away in five or 10 years. You can guarantee that with today's dollars and not worry about what the stock market's going to do, what the rest of my portfolio is going to do. I'm just going to guarantee this now. And it's, it's almost like paying up whatever that obligation might be. Yeah. And we've seen that. Uh, we've utilized it for if people are purchasing life insurance, which we'll touch on later in the show, and they have 10 payments that they need to make. What we've done in the past is if they have a lump sum of money, we've utilized that, set up a payment plan. So basically the payments will pay for the insurance for 10 years and then it's done and then you're done making the payments. That could be an insurance. It could be a mortgage. It could be anything, any kind of obligation that you've got, you could set that up for yourself. So again, these are really uh, strong vehicles to create income for clients. And we, we talk about this all the time when it comes to retirement planning. You know, investment management obviously is very important. It's an important component. But what's very important in retirement is income itself. At the end of the day, that's what you want. You're used to living on some dollar amount coming in when you retire that paycheck goes away, and if you're not fortunate enough to have a pension, then you have to fund you have to fund your own retirement. And there's different ways to fund that retirement. It's our job as advisors to bring these different vehicles to the table, and then to weigh: Do these vehicles make sense in your specific situation, or which of these vehicles make sense, if any? Discuss the pros and the cons, and then we can say, okay, you know what? In your situation. Sounds like you don't like risk. You'd love to have this certain level of income coming in, you know. So maybe a, a single premium income or a deferred income annuity makes a lot of sense for you. So that's what we do. We present that to you. We go through the pros and the cons, and we see, you know, if if that applies to your situation. And Chris is a, a very important partner because he's the one bringing these quotes to us, and he's the one who's going around to the different insurance companies, finding the different options out there, and making sure it fits exactly what the client is looking for. So with that, um, we're going to start to wrap up here because we're coming up against our uh, 
midterm break here. But when we come back, I want to spend some time talking about asset protection in the form of long-term care insurance, and then also talk about some estate planning and uh, how we utilize insurance for estate planning. But again, if you want to sit down and have a chat and discuss anything that we've covered on today's show and your own personal situation, please give us a call at 518-580-1919. Again, that's 518-580-1919. This is JT Cox here with Chris Ronshagen. You got it. Yes, Chris Ronshagen. <laughs> uh, but we are going to take a break here. We'll be back in a moment. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. This is the Retirement Planning Show. My name is J.T. Cox, Wealth Advisor with the Retirement Planning Group, here with Chris Ronshagen from our strategic partner, Jers Montgomery. Uh, Chris has traveled in from Boston. We won't hold that against him. I heard he's not a big Red Sox fan. I hope not. Not exactly true, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, we appreciate Chris making the trip out here to join us on today's radio show. Um, We've had a lot of phone calls recently about insurance, about protection, about legacy, and and so we think it's important to bring Chris's voice to the Capital District to to get some insight into, you know, he is an expert in this arena, and so to really get an idea of what's going on in this marketplace, what different vehicles are available to folks. So we've spoken about so far fixed annuity options, uh, accumulation vehicles, we've discussed income annuity options, so these are income distribution vehicles. Now let's talk about protection, because when we come up with our plan, we sit down with clients, we utilize e-money, and we say, okay, this is what you're going to spend each year. These are the resources that you have to utilize. You know, What is the biggest thing that can derail that plan? It is a long-term medical event. And unfortunately, we do see it. Um, we deal with elderly clients, and so we, we see it. We see the impact that this can have on a plan, on a family. And so we really want to spend some time talking about what can we do to offset the cost of that or at least create different buckets that will help us on the cost there. So, Chris, can you take some time and talk about different long-term care insurance vehicles that are available to folks? Yeah, let me. I'm going to take a step back just for a quick second and just explain what long-term care insurance is, because I think there there might be a lot of confusion on there, and there's a lot of different terms get thrown around in this space. Whether people are talking about Medicare, Medicaid, and things like that, and ultimately, long-term care insurance is private insurance that you are insuring your own risk uh, mm-hmm. for this event happening. Um, studies show that there is almost a 70% chance that somebody turning 65 today will need some form of long-term care in the Albany area. That can mean over $5,000 a month. If you can have care in the home, upwards of $13,000 a month for a nursing home type of facility. Wow. And some of these can be, you know, multi-year stays. So as you, as you mentioned, this is a real risk to a retirement portfolio. So what, what steps can we take to mitigate that risk? So there's there's really three main types of long-term care insurance, and it's going to come down to just the, the, the risk profile and, and kind of desires of a client and maybe what, what their portfolio looks like. But the first is just your traditional long-term care insurance. It remains the least expensive way to insure against this risk. Mm-hmm. That being said, it is almost like term insurance for long-term care. 
you pay your premiums in, you hope you never use it, right. but there's there's no real return of that premium coming back. It's a, a use it or lose it. Sure. And I don't mean that, I, I, I recognize that maybe has a negative connotation. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but that's why it's also a, a less costly option for a Just client. like car insurance. You're paying car insurance. If you yep. use it, it's really valuable. And if you don't use it, you, you still have it. Yep. Um, but uh, term insurance, the same thing. And uh, But again, if you're looking to keep costs down but want to have some dollars available, and I know no one's ever going to get sick. You know, We used to do uh, uh, seminars when we could go out and see folks. And we'd always ask the question, you know, who here thinks they're going to get sick? And, of course, nobody answers, That's right. raises their hand. But we know that, as you said, 70% of the folks in that room, 7 out of 10 people, are going to need some form of long-term care. Yep. And so how are we trying – if we're trying to mitigate that risk at the lowest cost possible, this is a valid vehicle to, to weigh. That's absolutely right. And so – um, the traditional is one. The others, I'm, I'm going to lump them together. They're what I'm going to call a hybrid approach. And it mm-hmm. basically is a, is a combination of long-term care with either an annuity or a life insurance contract. And the idea here is that there is something else paid out. If, if you're fortunate enough to live a long life and never need care, mm-hmm. if it's a life insurance contract, there's a death benefit that's paid out. If yep. it's an annuity, there's obviously the annuity value. So it's more of a just moving money from pocket A to pocket B, right? Yep. You might not earn the same money in pocket B, but you're covering that long-term care potential. So those can be a very appropriate use, especially for those folks that might have multiple needs. Maybe mm-hmm. they do need a little bit of life insurance, but they also want access to it should they need long-term care. So say it's a $250,000 life insurance policy, someone's going to get paid that, yep. whether it's in the form of a death benefit or the long-term care benefit. Um, so that can be pretty attractive to a lot of clients as well. And that's where we're seeing a lot of traction, Chris, and have for the last few years is those vehicles that said, I can tell you, you're going to get this bucket of money. You're buying this bucket of money. You're, someone is going to receive that. Maybe that's you to pay for long-term care. Maybe that's your loved ones in the form of a death benefit. But you know, you eliminate the use it or lose it concern. Yep. And you know we're going to buy something. So again, those we, we've seen more traction there and we've seen more folks um, who have who have started to um, embrace those vehicles that are available. Yeah. And now I know, Chris, there's some interesting legislature out there that's taking place that is going to be impacting this, and, and I think in a pretty significant way. So can you talk a little bit about what's going on um, with especially, the, I guess, the state of Washington? The state of Washington. Yeah, that's right. So the state of Washington uh, rolled out what they call the Washington CARES Act. And effectively what it is, is it's a state-funded long-term care pool. And without going too deep into it, effectively for all working adults, it's a 58 basis point tax that they all have to pay into a pool to provide long-term care benefits for their population. Now, obviously, as folks' income goes up, that 58 basis point surtax becomes a pretty big number. Sure. And what they did is they allowed folks to effectively opt out of that tax if they had a qualifying personal long-term care policy. Hmm. So when we start peeling back the layers on this, first of all, what this provided for all the population of the state of Washington was effectively a $36,000 pool if they need it for long-term care. Going back to the numbers I was just sharing a minute or two ago, $5,000 a month up to $13,000 a month, I think we can all understand a $36,000 total pool is not going to get very far. Right. So particularly for those folks who are maybe in those higher income brackets, can they do better 
Yep. With that money, then paying it via this 58 basis point tax, can they do better by funding their own personal long-term care policy? I would personally vote yes. Um, <laughs> Control your money versus the government controlling your money. I'm, I'm assuming a lot of listeners would probably agree. But again, we don't want to get too into the weeds there. <laughs> yes, yes. And so that's really what this comes down to. And I, I know it might seem a little bit abstract that we're sitting here in, in New York State talking about Washington State. But what I can tell you is that there are currently, I believe, 11 states looking at similar legislation. Mm-hmm. Uh, California, New York, uh, several others that you yep. can probably figure out who they are. Yeah. Um, but I'm bringing it up here today because obviously we're talking here in New York. And so it's likely coming down the pike. What it will look like here is, is anyone's guess. And I can't speculate to that. But what we saw happening in the state of Washington was a mad rush of people trying to buy life insurance, or excuse me, long-term care contracts. Sure. And really what happened was the insurance companies had to put their hands up and say, stop. We yeah. cannot process anymore before this deadline. Yep. So it was it was quite frankly a mess. Um, now we're a little bit past that. We hope that future legislation in these other states, you know, might handle this a little bit better. But the fact of the matter is, is if you believe, as I do and JT, as I know you do, that long term care insurance is an important part of a financial plan, why wait? for this mad rush? Why wait for the state mandated uh, funds or in whatever form it might take versus taking proactive action yourself Mm -hmm. to take care of your assets? Control your own destiny. And and I understand to some extent where the states are coming from. They're trying to mitigate these costs because they're picking up a lot of it um, in terms of Medicaid and things like that. And these long-term care insurance costs are not going away. They're not going down. They are increasing. But, um, you know, again, do we want to pay additional tax in New York State? Probably not. If I took a vote of all of our listeners, I don't know that anyone would say yes. Um, but do we see a scenario where, you know, political leaders in New York would, would make a choice like this? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, I could see that happening. And so I, I think it's, you know, I, I love the idea of control your own destiny. Don't wait for the state to dictate it for you because, number one, the dollars that you're paying in versus what you're getting out, cost versus benefit. Oh, if you're a lower income and, and you're paying 58 basis points, it's it's a tax. So you're paying less in and you're still getting the same benefit as someone who's potentially paying a lot more in. Um, could we do better than that? Uh, if you're someone who's earning a, a, a fairly decent income, chances are we could do better in the open market and, and maybe have that vehicle so that you can go to New York State. If this ever comes down the pipeline and say, hey, New York State, look at this, I've got my own policy, I therefore can opt out of this additional tax, I don't want this additional tax, and and what can we do for that? So I think this is an important conversation to have. Um, it's all, As you said, it's already taken place in one state, and I think the rollout of it probably wasn't the smoothest thing ever, and we won't get into into the weeds there. But, um, you know, if this is something that comes down the pipeline here, you know, the, the sooner we can be prepared and have some form of coverage. And again, at the end of the day, you know, what we are big believers in more than anything, you're going to hear me say this all the time, you know, you should have a plan based on your own personal situation. It's not the government saying every single person in this state is the same and therefore should have the same amount of coverage. Okay, you know, that maybe that's a baseline, but, you know, your situation is very different from somebody else who lives in, you know, New York City or someone who lives in uh, uh, Buffalo or something like that. So uh, you want to have your own plan 
that's built around your own specific situation and designed specifically for you. And that's what we do for individuals is we weigh the, the different types of options available, what might make sense, and how, how we can start to implement that. Yeah, and one thing I'll say here too is one of, one of the frequent, I guess for lack of a better word, uh, objections or, or responses that we hear from when we present long-term care insurance is it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And first of all, my, my first gut reaction is it's expensive because of the claims experience of the insurance companies. Sure. I mean, it, it makes sense. That being said, you know, one thing that we don't advocate, and I know you and I have had this conversation offline, is we're not sitting here advocating that we need to insure for every last dime of that possible long-term care event that may or may not happen or, or right. may happen at a fraction of that. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All we're trying to do is maybe protect some of your assets mm-hmm. is look at this holistically, you know, um, work within a budget and figure out a plan that makes sense for you as the individual. I, I love that. And I think that's so important because sure, you could spend you know, a ton of money insuring to every last dollar to make sure that nothing ever happens. But you know, realistically, that's not what most folks want to do. They want to say, hey, I need some baseline level of coverage. And, and these are vehicles that we can weigh and come up with and say, okay, this, is, this type of policy is going to be the least expensive. It has the use it or lose it feature. This type of policy, I can guarantee someone's going to get some kind of benefit. Maybe that's you for long-term care. Maybe that's a loved one in the form of a death benefit, or maybe there's an annuity payout. Um, but at least we can tie it to your specific situation and show you this is how we're going to protect you. And these conversations are very complex. And Chris, we could probably spend an hour show just on this. And now we've only spent, you know, we just covered the 13 minutes because we want to cover some different topics. But if you, I really encourage, if you want to sit down and have a chat, give us a call at 518-580-1919. Again, that's 518-580-1919. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to discuss legacy planning and how folks utilize insurance vehicles for legacy. Uh, but uh, we're going to take a break and be back in a moment. And we're back. This is the Retirement Planning Show. My name is JT Cox, Wealth Advisor with the Retirement Planning Group, here with Chris Ronshagen of Jers Montgomery. He's our strategic partner with Jers Montgomery excuse me, uh, Insurance Brokers. Uh, Chris has joined us today from Boston. We re- really appreciate him coming on and sharing his insight into the insurance market and what's going on in that space and how folks are utilizing the different vehicles available. We've covered a lot of topics so far, Chris, but I want to jump right in because we only have uh, about 10 minutes here to cover this next piece, which is how insurance can be used for estate planning. Uh, So can you talk just, Chris, about uh, some insurance, the types of insurance vehicles that are utilized for that, and then why those are popular vehicles on the estate planning side? Of course. Yeah. So really what we're talking about now is life insurance. And the main reason we're doing this is because life insurance is one of the few tools out there that is 100% tax-free as we're talking about the death benefit. 
So whether we're talking about planning because of estate taxes or because of other personal situations, we're looking to provide a pool of tax-free dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, as many of the listeners know, different accounts, qualified accounts, brokerage accounts, things like that may have associated taxes with them. The life insurance death benefit, not only is it leveraged in the form of a death benefit, but it's 100% tax-free. And there's some other strategies we can do regarding how we structure it, depending on the client's individual situation. Absolutely. And this is where we see a lot. You know, we sit down, we work with clients, we come up with a, a, an income distribution plan, we run through e-money, we see, okay, do they have enough assets uh, to fund their lifetime? And that's always our first priority, to make sure that you can live the life that you want. But for many individuals, we find, okay, there is going to be legacy. Legacy is important. How can we set aside some of these dollars now to get, create, guarantee that legacy? And again, tax-free. I'm going to say it one more time, tax-free to the children. I can't tell you how many times folks have come in, they've received some form of uh, life insurance payout, and they say, okay, I just got $50,000, but no taxes were withhold. So what, you know, what should I put aside? And they're all nervous. And I say, those are tax-free dollars to you. And every single time they just look at me wide-eyed like, are you, no way, are you serious right now? And so it, it is, it's a powerful vehicle. It's a powerful vehicle for estate planning that you know, I, I worked in different spaces with uh, ultra net worth individuals and these folks used life insurance as an estate planning tool because of all the different things that can come to. And we'll talk about trusts and things later if we have time. But again, it's a very powerful tool and, and I think now more than ever, I think it's going to be very important because there's been some changes with legislature, uh, starting with the Secure Act. So, Chris, do you want to spend a couple minutes here just talking about the Secure Act and, and what took place? Of course, yeah. And th- this is important. This this is actually something for anyone that has not yet heard of this. This this really came out pre-pandemic. I, I forget the exact timeline there, but I think it got overshadowed a lot. We were doing a mm-hmm. lot of planning, a lot of seminars and meetings strictly regarding this act Mm -hmm. and then obviously things got overshadowed with the pandemic but this act hasn't gone away if it actually what's happening now is there's talks about how to further restrict how beneficiaries of inherited iras can spend the money and that's really what it's about there's several different things i'm not going to get into every aspect of it some good some bad some indifferent but as it pertains to this conversation the main, the crux of what the Secure Act did is prior to the Secure Act being passed, the beneficiary of inherited ERA, you know, an adult son or daughter, would receive the IRA, however much it might be, and they could then spend it out by taking required minimum distributions over their life expectancy, yep. 30, 40 years, depending on how old they were at the time. So they really mitigated that tax hit. The money could stay inside of that account, have tax-deferred growth. They take minimal amounts out. And it can grow for a long period of time. Then comes the SECURE Act. And what they did is they put a 10-year cap mm-hmm. on how the beneficiary can spend it. So now what's happening is these adult children who are either in or maybe entering their highest income earning years, therefore they are probably in their highest tax bracket years. Yep. Yes, they're receiving an asset. They're also receiving a very large tax bill over 10 years. As their income comes up, what think about what that the, the ramifications of what that higher income might mean for them getting their kids financial aid for school. Absolutely, there's a lot of different things that come with this. And um, while I personally believe qualified plans, IRAs, 401ks, are a fantastic tool for accumulating wealth, mm-hmm. 
they are not as great of a tool for distributing it or transferring it to the next generation. And and that's where some of these planning techniques come in. Absolutely. A hundred percent. The the IRA, the 401k that you've created is great. Uh, it's a great accumulation vehicle. It's a good vehicle to provide income to you throughout your retirement, but not a great income, not a great vehicle to pass on to the next generation because of the different tax rules in place. And the Secure Act did um, reduce your ability to stretch those dollars out to that ten-year period of time. So we're seeing a lot of folks who have started to talk about, okay, can I carve out a portion of this IRA, reposition these dollars into a different vehicle, you know, maybe purchase a life insurance policy, say, okay, I'm going to guarantee a legacy. And then I can also then that legacy is going to be tax free. So I know Secure Act was a big thing. And then there's something else big that's coming down the pipeline that's not being discussed very much, but it's going to be here before we know it. That's right. Um, That's the sunset of some of the uh, Trump era estate tax rules. Mm -hmm. So the exemption currently for a married couple is just to use round numbers, roughly around twenty two million dollars, twenty three million dollars. Yeah. That is going to sunset in 2026. And so some listeners might be listening to this and saying, well, that's that's such a huge number. I'm not concerned about it. But when we think about it, it's it's, it's going to be cut roughly in half. So for a married couple, it's going to be around 11 million index for inflation. Now, that's what is scheduled to happen. If, if no legislation in, in Washington occurs, that is what will happen. Of course, things can change over the next, say, three and a half years. But the the, the point is, is that it's 11, it's called 11 million for a couple, five and a half million for an individual. Now we start coming into folks, we live in an expensive part of the country. Yep. Uh, we start thinking about what our homes are worth now, um, notwithstanding the, the first half of this year, maybe what some of those equity portfolios are. If we own businesses, we own second properties, whatever it might be, people have more wealth than sometimes they realize. Yep. And depending on how old we are, we think about how they're going to grow over the next, uh, the rest of our life expectancy, 20, 30, 40, however many years that might be, all of a sudden that estate tax number becomes more and more real. And we were doing a lot of estate tax planning back before these exemptions got so high. We, we still are doing it. As you can probably imagine, the people that are doing it now have the foresight of looking past 2026 because I always tell people, it doesn't matter what politicians set these exemptions at today. Right. It matters at what they are when you pass. Yes. If you can tell me exactly when you're going to pass, <laughs> I can tell you what your bill is going to be. Right. It just doesn't work that way. So again, going back to what, what I feel has been an overriding theme through this conversation is we just plan accordingly. Yep. We're not going to plan for every last dollar that the estate tax could take away from your, your heirs, but can we effectively utilize some of these strategies to mitigate it if that does become an issue? There's also uh, one thing I'll say is that there's ways to work into the strategy exit plans. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's let's take the opposite side of the coin. Let's say the 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 attitude in Washington shifts and there is no estate tax down the road. Okay, there are policies that will allow you to get your money back mm-hmm. in that type of situation. So again, this is none of what we talk about here is is totally just you're making a commitment now that can never be changed. We're trying yeah. to build in flexibility into this planning. Absolutely. And those estate tax levels have changed in, just throughout my career. They've been much, much lower than that. And, and states are different as well. Um, so I think it's an important consideration. And, and shockingly, we only have about a minute left here, Chris, but I do want to spend some time talking about estate equalization because this is important in this area where a lot of folks will have maybe a second property 
And maybe if there's multiple children, not all the children use that property. That's right. Uh, and I'm going to lump kind of two ideas here in the same. It's, it's a second property or it could be you own a business. And maybe you have one of your children's actively involved in the business. Another one or others are not. So maybe one child is, is more than likely to want to use that second home or more likely going to inherit that business and run that business. How do we equalize the estate so every child, every heir is treated fairly? Yep. How about a tax-free death benefit just to help equalize that out? You get a valuation for the business, a valuation for the house, get an equal valuation of a life insurance. Everybody from a financial standpoint is on equal footing. Yep. It makes that conversation a whole lot easier. Also gives the ability, if there's liquidity, liquidity, you know, one child can buy the other child out of that property. So there's a lot of different strategies at play here. So we've covered a lot of different topics today, Chris. And so I really appreciate you coming on. This is Chris Ronshagen from Jers Montgomery. Uh, but if you want to sit down and go over your personal situation and any of the vehicles that we've talked about today, I really encourage you to give us a call at 518-580-1919. Again, that's 518 518- Five eight zero one nine one nine. You can meet with us with our Malta office. And just one more time, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Everyone take care and have a great week. The information provided is for educational informational purposes only. It does not constitute investment advice and it should not be relied on as such. It should not be considered a solicitation to buy or an offer to sell a security. It does not take into account any investor's particular investment objectives, strategies, tax status, or investment horizon you should consult your attorney or tax advisor. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Planning Show, hosted by Dave Kopak. If you would like to talk with Dave or someone at The Retirement Planning Group, call 518-580-1919. That's 518-580-1919 during business hours or visit us at rpgretire.com. The Retirement Planning Group has two convenient offices located in Albany and Malta. Retirement Planning Group LLC is a registered investment advisor. David M. Kopeck is also a registered representative of Persh Kaplan Sterling Investments, Inc., PKS. In their separate capacities, a registered representative of PKS, David M. Kopeck, may recommend the implementation of securities through PKS instead of Retirement Planning Group LLC. Persh Kaplan Sterling Investments and Retirement Planning Group LLC are not affiliated companies. Tune in again next week for Retirement Planning Strategies with David Kopeck on the Retirement Planning Show. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.